Hello, and thanks for listening or downloading the first Dairy Dialogue podcast for October. It's the month of Halloween, Oktoberfest. It's also International Walk to School Month. And in the US, on a dairy note, it's also Pizza Month. So you can have a different cheese or different toppings every day for 31 days. Strangely, October the 15th is Global Hand Washing Day, so probably the best day for ordering pizza. And obviously that means from the 16th onwards, you don't need to wash your hands for another year. I'm Jim Cornell, editor of Dairy Reporter, and on this week's podcast, we talk to Paul Sweeting at Pack about their new sustainable packaging products, Luke Steinweller from Friesland Campina Kivit on the company's new innovation kitchen in the Philippines, and Miriam Snate from Beneo on their latest research. And of course, we'll have our regular weekly update on the dairy markets with Liam Fenton from INTL FC Stone. First this week, Elopac has just launched new aseptic pure pack cartons with natural brown board in three sizes, 1 litre, 750 millilitres and 500 millilitres. It follows a year on from the company introducing 500 millilitre and 1 litre cartons for fresh products. The cartons are carbon neutral, 100% recyclable, weigh less and have a reduced carbon footprint. We talked to Paul Sweeting, Elopac's Director, Strategic Marketing, about the natural brown board products. We've announced the launch of um, what we call our natural brown board on our PurePak septic cartons. The natural brown board has been available on fresh PurePak cartons, so for chilled products, uh, chilled milk, etc., for some uh, year plus. And now we're introducing it on our septic platform, which is for long-life products such as UHT milk and uh, ambient uh, shelf storage dairy products or, or juices. What's new about uh, this in, in a septic is uh, instead of having a white board that is printed on, you have a, a natural brown uh, fibres of the paper, which makes the carton uh, look you know, very natural and authentic. So uh, we would say it's as different, authentic and sustainable. Yeah, obviously that's due to market demand for that, the sustainable products. Exactly. We've seen um, uh, customers very interested in all the kind of sustainable features we can add to our uh, packaging material. And the fact that a carton is coming from a renewable uh, resource in paper, uh, predominantly uh, anyway, makes us quite an attractive option from that point of view. We're also um, introducing the natural brown board. We are removing one layer, the, the white layer, so we're source reducing still further. And there are some other features around this which are also helping the, the sustainability not only the, the light weighting or fully recyclable, it's coming with carbon neutral certification, so carbon neutral packaging. And we can say that it has a slightly reduced 5% lower CO2 emissions than the other type of carton. It's building on the, the sustainability that uh, consumers are looking for and it's giving a very good standout on the shelf, you know, the brown distinctive look. Uh, we see that in other forms of packaging where this natural brown board is attractive to consumers. Now we're bringing this to um, accepting beverage packaging for milk and dairy products and juices, as I mentioned. You, you said it's already been available, just not in the aseptic. Um, how, what's, right. the, what's the reaction been like to it from either your customers or, or the end consumer, if you if you track that kind of thing? Well, we, we do. And, uh, of course, we're seeing some very uh, nice introductions across Europe. And um, in this, we talk about the fresh milk version. 
Um, we have customers in, in Denmark, in Netherlands, Sweden, Finland, customers in, in Germany and other parts of Europe, which are also uh, bringing out similar um, either organic or um, hay milk or so-called uh, meadow milk. And I think as well, when you start talking about an organic product or a product that people want, it doesn't make any sense for the packaging itself to not also continue that same message of sustainability and environmental friendliness. Absolutely. It's a great fit. I mean, we see um, the number of product launches coming out, the increase in ethical sort of claims. Uh, the most popular um, product claim now is over 60% are claiming ethical or environmental kind of features to their products. And this is a fantastic match with the natural brown board, as well as being very different and eye-catching on the shelf. I suppose as well as you mentioned dairy products and, and juices, I suppose dairy alternatives would also fit into the, the same category. Absolutely. And um, we have growing business in uh, the plant-based beverages, so whether it's oat milk or others, which are also a good fit here. The kind of consumer consuming those products also looking for sustainable and authentic products too. We think it's an advantage against packages which use more plastic, and this is something which is a little bit more uh, renewable. We can also offer renewable polyethylene, renewable polymers to make the uh, carton liquid tight. We apply a small amount of that onto the board. And we can offer that from um, plant-based sources, plastic coming from uh, sugarcane or from uh, trees themselves, so-called tall oil, which is created in the uh, paper-making process. So we can uh, hope to uh, introduce more and more uh, sustainable features on all of our, our packages. Next, we head to the Philippines, where Dutch company Friesland Campina Kivit has opened a new innovation kitchen in Manila. The kitchen is located at the same production facility where Friesland Campina produces its beverage creamers, and it also houses the company's sensory lab and other research and development facilities. Luke Steinweller, Product Group Manager Beverages Asia for Friesland Campina Kivit, can tell us more about the facility's newest addition. At Friesland Campina Kivit, we are very passionate on, on creating concepts, creating uh, innovations, creating experiences together with our customers. In order to do that in an uh, efficient way, we uh, are setting up in several locations experience centers, uh, innovation kitchens, to really collaborate with customers. So uh, these are uh, places where you can uh, brainstorm, co-innovate very easily together. We recently opened our innovation kitchen in Manila. This is uh, the third one uh, Frisant Campina Kivit has. Uh, proven to be successful. Where, where are the other ones? The other ones are in uh, Shanghai and in, in the Netherlands. So the, this is part of the existing center? I mean, how long did it take to create it? We have a uh, factory where we produce our ingredients. In 2017, we decided uh, we would like to uh, expand further in the Philippines. Philippines is a very important uh, market for us. It's our home market. And we decided to open this uh, experience center and it took us, I think, around eight months to uh, to develop it and open. And, and how will it help your customers in the Philippines? We can provide our customers uh, latest, latest market insights. Uh, we also did our own extensive consumer study in our innovation kitchen. We have our uh, application developers, our R&D people uh, present. Uh, it's uh, next to our factory. We have all kinds of ingredients present. We have a lot of concepts developed. And, and will it just serve the Philippines or other, other countries as well? Uh, definitely, uh, customers from other countries are uh, welcome. From the Philippines, uh, we serve ingredients to the whole Southeast Asia, just like from our facility in the, Indonesia. 
And, and how important is the Philippines market? Is it a big one for the company? It's growing fast. Yes, it's definitely um, in the top three of most important countries for us in Southeast Asia. And the market is developing fast. And also, yeah, the middle class in, in the Philippines is growing very rapidly, which is the, the, the biggest consumer base uh, for our type of offerings. And, and is the market very different in the Philippines to other Southeast Asian countries? The nice thing about Southeast Asia is it, it is one big uh, region. It's a very happening region where you see similarities, but also every country has the specifics. If we focus on purely on taste, yes, the, the, taste, the taste preferences of, of the Filipino consumer is different from, let's say, Vietnam or Indonesia or, or other big markets, Thailand. Trend-wise, we see that the whole coffee development is really uh, going fast now. The development is really into uh, the huge three-in-one market. And, and uh, in the out-of-home, in the food service uh, industry, you see a lot of uh, development as well. So I would say that currently the developments in the Philippines are, are going maybe at the fastest speed in Asia. So you must have very good research there to be able to capitalize on these things as they, as you see the trends? Uh, absolutely. Uh, Friesland Campina Kivit is a business-to-business company. However, we really want to work as a partner for our uh, customers. Miriam Snate is Head of Market Intelligence and Consumer Insights at functional ingredients manufacturer Baneo, which has just released the findings of its research on clean label and the importance of a clean ingredient list. So, um, Baneo as an ingredient provider, we conduct regularly consumer research to understand how our ingredients are perceived by the consumers and also how we can tap into nowadays food and drink trends and this particular research was really focused on better understanding the clean label trend and how consumers perceive natural rice starches and we have conducted this research in two countries in europe in the uk and germany and also in the us we have interviewed thousand consumers in each country so a robust uh, sample of in total 3000 respondents which were representative in age uh, and gender. And we also partnered for this study with Haystex, which is a renowned market research agency in Belgium, which works for different big players in the food and drink industry. What came out of this study overall, I would say, is that it shows that today consumers are increasingly mindful about what they consume and also increasingly eager to know what is inside the product they buy. So in our research, we showed the respondents a list of 10 aspects of a product packaging, and we asked them what they usually read on a product packaging before shopping a new product. And it turned out that one in two is checking out the ingredients list and the product description before making their purchase decision. And it was interesting to see that more consumers stated they usually read the ingredients list. For example, then they would read the brand name itself uh, and the ingredients list was only preceded by the expiration date. And this is, of course, a declared behavior. And we are not sure that consumers are actually doing this, but it shows a very clear intention to watch what is inside a product and proves also the interest in the ingredients list. And uh, the Baino research 
shows that the ingredients list should not be neglected and, and could be really a powerful purchase motivator for consumers. It shows that uh, food and drink producers need to ensure that ingredients they're putting on the label are seen as ingredients that consumers can relate to in a positive way. Of course, also expectations of naturalness on, on the products, they vary among different product categories. But it turns out that dairy really tops the list of products that are expected to, to be natural. In this Benio research, not less than 82% of respondents told us that it is important or very important that milk should be natural. And it also applies for yogurt, for which three out of four expects this to be a natural product. And also for desserts, ice creams, or plant-based milks, around one in two expect the category to be natural. So products known as the least processed ones, like dairy, but also fruit juice, meat, or even a tomato sauce, are expected to be most natural and this really shows that especially dairy producers should take care of cleaning up their label. Have you seen major changes in, in how consumers are looking at labels? So what we have done in this study is first of all investigate what people are looking at it now and what they expect from an ingredients list and there the consumers said that they mainly verify uh, the absence of artificial or chemical sounding ingredients. Uh, it could be flavors, colors, sweeteners, e-numbers. So all the absence of all these are clear indicators of a natural product. We were also interested to understand better what people associate with natural products. And there we see that it's really a wide range of expectations and it shows also a little bit on where it is going to. So mostly consumers really expect a natural product to be healthy. Consumers really would like to be reassured on the healthfulness of a product. And this ex uh, desire was expressed by 60% of the consumers, really uh, the top association. The fact also that healthiness is an important driver is also illustrated by the fact that 40% expect these products to be low in sugar and one in four to be low in saturated fats. Also, most people also expect products to not contain GMOs. And interestingly, characteristics like quality, taste and safety were also high on the expectation list and were ticked by almost half of the consumers. And also intriguing um, is that around one in three consumers expressed the expectation that natural products should be produced in a sustainable way. This was most outspoken in Germany with 38% of the consumers. And some, uh, not more than one in five, go even further and indicated that natural products should be locally produced or fair trade. And so for me, this research clearly shows that you should first of all uh, avoid the chemical sounding ingredients. Uh, consumers prefer recognizable, familiar ingredients. But in addition, it also shows that clean label cannot be limited to the ingredients list alone and should be really seen as an overall product positioning that affects many different aspects of the product. How do your products meet the clean label trends? 
Then you have really a, a broad and unique portfolio of ingredients that could be used in different uh, dairy applications. So first of all, we have a range of rice starches, which can be easily used in different dairy applications like yogurt, uh, fruit preparations for dairy, cheese, or even ice cream, and which have really great texturizing properties, especially in products reduced in fat. And rice is an ingredient that is by excellence fitting a clean label uh, product. And it also scores high in terms of being natural, familiar, nutritious, safe, healthy. And also it's considered to be easy to digest. And in addition, in the research, the consumers were also shown three different lists of ingredients for a tomato sauce in this case, so one with modified cornstarch, one containing rice starch, and one with an E number. And here, a very clear preference uh, of 73 of the consumers preferred the uh, ingredients list with the rice starch. So it again shows uh, that consumers clearly connect a natural product with one that is free from additives and, and artificial ingredients. And rice starch is very suitable uh, to play here a role Next to the rice starches, Benier has also a range of functional fibers, inulin and oligofructose, that can be used in dairy. And inulin and oligofructose might not be the most label-friendly names, but you can also uh, label them as chicory root fibers. And different Benier researchers uh, that we conducted over the last years show that consumers think the label of chicory wood fibers sounds more healthy, more natural than the more scientific names. And this is thanks to the word root uh, this, that really emphasizes the natural origin, even if not everybody knows exactly what a chicory is. And also, in addition, consumers know that fibers are healthy and will do something good for them. And also these Benio uh, chicory root fibers can improve the nutritional profile and they replace sugar or fat in a different uh, dairy application. And in addition, they also increase the fiber content. And I think also an important element to know is that Benio has been granted an exclusive EFSA claim for the digestive health properties of these fibers. Finally on the show this week, we hear from INTL FC Stone's Liam Fenton with his weekly look at the global dairy markets. Butter following a stable week has resumed a slide in its price this week from a price last week of around 45.75 to closer to 4400 in quarter one this week. This has been uh, pushed along by co-ops which have been reporting an increase in milk supply through September and also probably a lack of participation by buyers has meant a continuation of the decline in butter. Gimel powder, on the other hand, has continued to see the support of last week, uh, where prices in quarter four have traded above the 1600 level this week. We had results of the EU tender sale where just under 2,500 tonnes was sold at the same tender price the last time of uh, €1,230 a tonne. We expect to see a continuation of the support for skim milk powder for over the coming week. Thanks, Liam. INTL FC Stone provides risk management and margin hedging programs and services, as well as OTC hedging tools and M&A advisory services to the global dairy industry. That's all we have time for this week, so please join us again next week on the Dairy Reporter Dairy Dialogue podcast. <laughs> <laughs>